This is your no bullshit guide to a happier life. Quick, but not necessarily easy tips to help you to squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of your business and your life. My name is Helen Calvert. I'm a coach, a business owner, and a parent, and I'm so happy to be here with you. I do swear occasionally, as the title suggests, so pop in your headphones if I'm not safe for little ears. Ready to go? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to this episode where we are talking about work-life balance. I know some people hate that phrase, and I think I know why. Firstly, it's an odd thought, isn't it, that we have work and then we have life. What does that even mean? (laughs) What we need to do is work out what it is we are trying to balance. Because the idea that we have work on one side of the scales and life on the other side And somehow we're trying to create some kind of, I guess, 50-50 split so that the scales are balanced. That seems very odd because for most of us, work is an important part of life. It's not separate to life. And also we have a heck of a lot to fit in to the life side that's not work. And it doesn't work as a 50-50 split. That really is a very old-fashioned way of looking at work. And I suspect if it was ever true, it was only ever true for people who just did paid work and then relaxed. Like they didn't have any other commitments, which I'm pretty sure, dear listener, is none of us. (laughs) So let's talk about our kind of work-life balance and what we're actually trying to balance. So we have our paid work, if we do some, which usually takes up a goodly chunk of most people's week. We might have some voluntary work or some community work. Even if you don't officially volunteer for, I don't know, a charity or community organisation, you might still have commitments at your child's school that take up some time or there might be other communities within your area that you help out with. You'll know the kind of thing I mean, just those additional obligations, usually unpaid, but other things you have to somehow fit into your week. Then for a lot of us, there is parenting, which is not something that you switch on and off. <laughs> it's it's 24-7, um, but obviously the children are not always with us, depending on their age and our working patterns and their childcare. So although we don't stop being parents in the same way we don't stop being business owners, there are times in the week when we are more focused on parenting Uh, than we are on anything else. Whether or not we have children, we still have other family members that we might be caring for, other people we might be caring for, other people who we have to fit in to our week in some fashion. Then we might have a romantic, intimate relationship that we're trying to spend some time on because 
those relationships don't just run themselves. They do need a little bit of time spending on them. Then we have our friendships, which should not be hard work. But again, we need to spend a little bit of time on them and we like spending time on them. So we have social uh, commitments and things like that to fit into our time. So are you feeling exhausted at that list already? (laughs) Because we haven't got to the bit that everybody dreams about and thinks about and plans, which is the, the things you actually enjoy. Now, I may already have mentioned them. A lot of the things I've already mentioned, you might think, yeah, but I enjoy that which is, you know, which is good. That's excellent. But there's also the things that we enjoy just for ourselves and by ourselves. They might be hobbies or classes, exercise, things we do in our free time, things we do with our me time, ways that we relax, which includes just vegging in front of the television and not speaking whilst watching back-to-back RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) Or that might just be me. Um, (laughs) And there is sleep, which is a very important thing that we have to fit in every day and other forms of rest. So as you can see, there is no way that it's a set of scales with one thing on one side and one thing on the other. That's an absolute nonsense. It can feel like a juggling act. It can feel like plate spinning. (laughs) But I'll tell you what it is which might make it easier to think about how to do it all. What it actually is, is deciding. It's not about balancing the scales. It's about deciding. And those decisions will be different for all of us. The questions to ask yourself are, what do you want more of? And what would you like less of? And I can't answer those questions for you. I know the decisions that I've made and the things that I don't do or that I do very little of and the things that I devote a lot of time to. But those decisions are different for everybody. The only thing I would urge you to do is to realise that it's for you to decide. And the time to do the nice things, the things that you actually enjoy, the things that really bring you happiness that time is not going to be given to you by anybody else. And if you are spending every week or every month, every year, waiting for little bits of time to crop up where you can sneak in perhaps a walk or a nap or a shopping trip or whatever you might want to enjoy, then it's not going to be very well balanced because one side, if we go back to the idea of the scales, one side is going to be everything you feel obligated to do. And the other side is going to be everything you want to do. And I suspect the obligation side is going to be weighed down heavily. So perhaps that is the balance we should think about. Obligations versus desires. When we think about making those decisions and deciding to have more of what we want in our days, weeks, months, schedules, however you plan your time. What is it that is getting in the way of us just doing that? Now, often the first thing that springs to mind is other people, because we feel as though other people will object, will have opinions, 
will make it difficult, will not want us to do more of the things we enjoy. And that really is something to look at. Because no matter who those people are, whether they're clients, family members, uh, friends, partners, if they genuinely don't want us to do more of the things we enjoy, that's a problem. (laughs) It's, It's something to look full in the face, isn't it? Because it's so easy to blame other people and say, oh, well, they'll never wear that. They'll never stand for that. They won't accept that. They won't like that. And of course, we have to live our lives bearing in mind other people's needs. Of course we do. But the idea that they are going to object to us enjoying our time a little bit more, I think we need to look that full in the face and either think about whether they're the kinds of people we want to be expending energy on or have a think about whether we're being fair to them. Have we actually asked? (laughs) Or are we assuming? Which brings us to our mindset block because often the real problem is that we have some kind of block in our own minds about whether or not we're allowed to enjoy our lives. And I think this goes back to a very traditional model of life that perhaps we all still have in the back of our minds, even though I'm not convinced it exists for very many people anymore at all. And that traditional model is we have our childhood and our education. Then we move forward into work and or parenting. Then we retire at the end of that. And then we die. And the time for enjoying life and reaping the benefits and doing all the things we love is in retirement, which firstly seems really depressing because that means we only get to enjoy life at the end, which is, yeah, that's just depressing. And secondly, real talk, we have absolutely no guarantee we're going to reach it. And we certainly have no guarantee we're going to be healthy when we retire, that we're still going to be able to do all the things we can do now. And We just have no clue what the future holds, which doesn't have to be terrifying. It can be really exciting because the future could hold the most amazing things. The point is we don't know. What we do know is what we have right now and the opportunities we have right now and what we are capable of doing right now. So it really is a question of what we want to do and how we're going to make that happen. We always imagine that the reward comes at the end. So not just at the end of working life, like retirement, but at the end of the day. You know, you you flop down on the sofa at the end of the day. If the kids have gone to bed on time, you're lucky enough to get perhaps an hour in front of the TV. That's your reward. Well, why? <laughs> why can't you take the rewards at a different time in the day? When perhaps you're not exhausted. And there might be opportunities to do things that aren't just vegging out in front of the TV with a box of Maltesers, which there is nothing wrong with that, by the way. (laughs) Why not take the rewards when you want to take them, when they fit in with how you actually want to live your life and not just always imagining they have to come at the end? The question is, why would you not do that? What is the mindset block that's getting in the way of you saying to yourself, right, I want more of this in my life. I'm going to rearrange my schedule so that it happens. 
I'm going to ask the people around me for help if I need to. I'm going to trust that they care about me so that they can facilitate that and I will facilitate it for them. And I'm going to actually enjoy life on a regular basis. (laughs) What's getting in the way of that? And is it something that you need to work on or is it something that someone else needs to help with? That is what we need to look at. Because the real balance is not between work and some kind of life, which, as we've said, we're not really sure what that is supposed to mean. The real balance is between the negatives and the positives. And everything that we do, paid work, parenting, volunteering, relationships, everything has its positives and negatives. What we want to balance out is the frustration, the exhaustion, the anxiety, the busyness. We want to balance those feelings and those experiences with enjoyment, with joy, with contentment and with peace. So often what we do in our downtime is really just a way of numbing ourselves to the negatives You know, we just want something that's going to enable us to switch off for two minutes because we're so tired of all the negatives that we just don't want to think anymore. And that's understandable, but that's not relaxation and enjoyment. That's where we need to be balancing. And if your scales are tipped way down towards busyness and exhaustion and worry and franticness, then we really need to think about how we can put some more things on the enjoyment and joy and contentment side of your scales. Because that's the real balance. That's the balance that matters. It's not about how many things we have going on. It's about which of them are obligations and which of them are things we desire. So that's something to think about. And as ever, I am here to work with you on all of that if you would like to work with me one-to-one and you can find out how in the show notes. Until next time, be excessively kind to yourself and please remember to squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of life. Thank you so much for listening. It's great to have you along for the ride. If you enjoyed the episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are up. If you identified a mindset block during the episode and would like to work with me one-to-one, you can find out how in the show notes. See you next time.